in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here. So grab your assigned seat, sit back, and enjoy this week's top 10. Brought to you by the Schmoes No Network. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to our addendum for Pixar's Inside Out. Uh, this is John Roca. This is Matt Nost. I don't know why I just got that look from you. That <laughs> was really weird. That was like kind of sassy we... and disgusted. Yeah, you like, should be saying your name now. It's your turn. Let's go. Speak. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, so we're going to break down for those of you who are listening for the first time to our addendums. We usually kind of we've been kind of trying this out, and it's going really well actually. And um, we just kind of pick a movie that's coming out, and if that we're we feel, both going to see, that yeah. we're both going to see, and if we feel there's enough interest, like it's a big movie that's coming out, then we'll we'll break it down and, and talk about it. And this one qualified because a lot of it got great reviews, and people were really excited to see it, deservedly so. Yeah, that's, let's just start talking about it. Yeah, last week on YouTube, I, I wrote that numerous times. I hope you fuckers aren't ruining this for me. Yeah, because there was yeah, three or four people, that. three or four people were like, saw it, it's number six on my list, and we like. You got really like, please don't screw this. And somebody else was like, yeah. man, everybody else keeps putting it higher on their list. Yeah. And I commented, I was like, I hope they're not killing it for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, told, like, I was like, if they do blood feud, let's just kill them all. You win. Just fuck that, man. If you kill this, but so worth it. Yeah. So I was blown away. I almost cried. Almost. I, my wife cried twice. I, I was holding, doing everything I could to hold back. I was yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not fucking crying. Like, oh yeah. And before we go forward here, before we proceed, if you haven't seen the movie, turn this off right yeah, now. Yeah, spoiler town. Yeah, this, we're going to spoiler the hell out of this movie. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it, then download this, or then listen to this, because uh, we, are gonna, we, don't, we don't ever hold back on spoilers on, this addend- on these addendums. So, Matt, go ahead. Just so, a, so you were almost crying. It was like it, Pixar getting back to Pixar. Yeah. Where they spend the opening amount doing all the explanation of, here are all the characters. Yeah. Here is what the story is. And, you know, what in essence technically is the central story, well, on some level, the the little girl and her journey through life. Yeah, Riley. The yeah. characters, yeah, we're going to experience it through our, her emotions. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, okay, how do the emotions deal with their day-to-day lives and what do they do and how do they control? Yeah. And they, they do that so beautifully in the first five, ten minutes mm-hmm. where they set up the entire world and the... And when they do the twist of Inside Out and they give the title card, yeah, it was very much uh, perfect. Yep. Let's go. Yep. You just did the entire setup and it you know, got everybody up to speed yep. and taught us, this is what's important. This is what these do. Here's where we're going. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, amazing. Yeah. And they picked the perfect person to work as Joy in the film, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. She was just so great. All Bill Hader stole it for me. Yeah. Well, Poehler's great because she has. She just brings you into the movie. She's got that great voice that kind of... Uh, 
she adjusted to to be constantly sitting on it, which is a version of her Leslie Nope Park and Parks and Rec character because she's always positive in that show. After you, after the first season, she's a constant beam of positivity in that show. Like nothing ever gets her down. She's always trying to find the best in situations. So it worked with the movie, and you have her narrate like you were talking about that opening sequence, and they're letting us gravitate to the characters, feel empathy, connect to. Before they even start the title sequence, which yeah. was great, it's a good way to kind of let you know about her life. And it's like, okay, everything was great, and now we're moving to Minnesota. Hang on. Oh, you mean no? Now we're moving to San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco, rather. Now, hang on. We're going to San Francisco. Yeah, and it's it's um and it's a great. It's just a great uh a see uh, film because it moves through these. Uh, emotions of a child or a, a young teen naturally. You know, what are the emotions that are good? That's the, that's the beauty up? of yeah. the story as it progresses. Uh, what propels the action yeah. are pivotal things that now have changed her. Yeah. Her life is altered. So, of course, this section of her, her psyche would kind of drop off. Yeah. You know, Friendship Island or whatever yeah. is destroyed because I'm not like, you already replaced me that quickly. Yeah. Which they didn't, but she feels so alone and isolated. That's how you would feel as a kid. Like, well, I've already yeah. been replaced. Yeah. And that goes away. But then, as as Amy Poehler and uh, God, who plays Sadness? Uh, Phyllis Smith, I think her name is. Okay. From The Office. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The. Um, as yeah, it, them now experiencing like what the why is that like oh my right. god everything about the, her entire foundation is crumbling. Well, you know, and I think that's uh, I think that's what's so perfect about it because it's the perfect time in your life. And I think a lot of women really uh, that are the women I went to see it with were just uh, amazed at how perfectly they were able to capture what that is like when you hit that age because all of a sudden you you access emotions at levels that you couldn't access them before. Things become cataclysmic in ways that they hadn't been before. And so it uh, is reflected back in how these five different emotions take center stage at different times in the movie. You have joy, you have sadness, Mm -hmm. you have uh, disgust, which is Mindy Kaling. You have fear, which is Bill Hader, who you're talking about, said for you stole the movie. And then you have uh, anger, which is Lewis Black, who I is, is... my favorite of the five emo because I love Lewis Black, so he, yeah, no, he can I do got, no wrong. So yeah, I'm not saying everybody else was bad. No, no, no. I know you're not. You're just saying it just you, Bill Hader, yeah. just like that. Ah, yeah, yeah, very uh, you funny know, stuff. Great voice acting. Yeah, and so for the and and the whole thing <laughs> with the, whole, the clown. Yeah, I mean, please <laughs> comes through and then That's Hader just, afterwards. Yeah, like, it was a clown, like he's on the floor <laughs> rolling around, like he needs a Silkwood shower under the desk. Under yeah, the desk. scrub. Yeah, just so petrified and in he's fear. He's doing it again. Uh, <laughs> you know the whole thing. Uh, um, is interesting because what happens when joy and sadness go away, right? And because those emotions can rule you at certain times, and especially as you're discovering, uh, as you're growing up, you're discovering how high you can go emotionally, how low you can go emotionally, yeah. and 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 your cape, you're like cognizant of those swings. Whereas when you're ten years old or nine years, you really can't process it, but you begin to start yeah, processing just, it. At it's just an emotion that happens. Yeah, it takes over, <clears throat> yeah. and it's just like, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm pissed off right now for no reason. Yeah, for no reason. Just I don't know. That didn't happen, and it just makes me mad. I can't process why. Right. It's exactly. just I'm provoked to it, and now I don't know how to deal with it, so I just act like this. Yeah. And that's what that's what almost got me to cry is once the melded memory of joy out of sadness. Mm-hmm. 
and the way they translated across her face of oh yeah she was relieved that they were having these same terrible feelings yeah that they were just as sad but they're gonna push forward like yeah. that's life yeah and once you see that ball come down and it's blue and yellow at the same yeah. time and i was just like fuck that is if there's a kid in here that's watching that like and that understands like yes that's it's yeah. normal yeah what you're going through that complex you're trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense you know good luck Guess yeah. what? You deal with that the rest of your life. <laughs> you get better at harnessing, right. but there are times you're just like certain emotions hit you and you're like, I, it's because you can't even, it's it just like, it, it is. Yeah. It hit me in this way. And now, now I'm feeling all these things. Well, it's for me personally watching the movie, that lesson and that sequence, um, really moved me. Cause I'm in the process of a breakup. Like I, it's been three months now. And right, the nice, positive, happy memories now have a tinge of sadness because I don't. We're not together. Yeah, what was right? What was? And it's so fascinating because sometimes you want to just hold on, like in the movie, you want to just hold on to the good stuff. You don't want to think about the sad stuff that it's connected to it. And it's so funny how sadness always kind of comes in, like you would naturally come in as a, it, a thoughtful person. Longing, right? The longing, right? And even missing it, that fun moment is right. sad because you're just like, I can't capture that in my imagination right. in my essence right what i had in that moment when i think that's fascinating in the movie like i was saying like fascinating uh, sadness comes in just as it would come in naturally for you if you extend the memory right joy is just focusing on the good part of the memory the happy part of the yeah. memory but jo uh, but sadness is like yeah that's right that's when they were celebrating us after we missed the yeah i uh, missed the final shot. shot i was yeah. up in the tree crying by myself and my right. parents came to console me exactly and, and that's a good memory for me because it helped me grow right. as a person right it's like the two that yeah when joy figures out like oh yeah that's there's you know there's more to this than just you know there's more than one side to the coin right exactly and that's the sequence that I think really spoke and I think it's great that they that it's a great thing for kids to watch or kids like you were saying if if a kid can process what they're seeing on the screen it could help it could be something that lets you know like hey you're not alone you're not alone this is typical this happens sadness you're moving. Things not working out, your parents having troubles financially, or whatever. I think, yeah, like, and moving was a great one because divorce, I think, would be too yes, rough. I agree. You couldn't have an ultimate happy resolution unless right. the family got back together or right. something like that. So the moving it is because I moved a ton as a kid. Okay. Um, I've lived in like seven or eight states. Wow. Yeah, we just every couple of years, you know, up and move, move somewhere else, move somewhere else. Wow. It just, well, I mean, not every couple of years seems exaggerated, but. I moved like three times in the first three years of my life, mm -hmm. then stayed somewhere for eight years, and then moved, lived there for two years, moved, lived there for five, and then yeah. graduated high school, and then moved to college, and then moved from college out to California, and then right. moved, you know, but it, those don't count as much, but when you move somewhere new, you're like every, oh my God, I don't have any friends. Yeah. This is a scary situation. Yeah. I don't understand the social order here. Right. Why is that fucking guy cool? And then eventually you figure it out once you get enveloped in, but you have to figure out the lay of the land. That is scary shit when you're, especially 12, 13, all those hormones raging. Yeah. You're like, it'd be nice if I had somebody right now, <laughs> but I don't. Guide me through it, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that brings back what you were mentioning about Friendship Island. I think that the, the when she starts to lose the connection to those things that were her foundation, uh, and they make it work within the world that they create inside her mind with the with the the memories and the back memories and all that kind of and her connection, you know, these long bridges to these connections to these islands. It's a really inventive way to create how your mind 
can construct these things, right? But naturally, as she's growing, as she's growing up, some things can be destroyed by one moment. Some connections mm-hmm. to these foundations can be destroyed by forever alter sequences. who you are. Yeah, forever alter who you are. Right, exactly. And you see that happening, and it's uh, so interesting the the life that's going on in the character outside of the life that's going on in her brain, which we are uh, privy to as an audience in the movie. Um, and I think it's very uh, relatable. And I think that's the gift of the movie is that it's very relatable no matter what gender you are and even no matter what age you are, uh, if you're, you know, I think over 12, you can understand what they're uh, showing you. I mean, there was, you know, I went to, it wasn't sold out showing, but it was pretty packed. Yeah. It was on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, on Father's Day, so a bunch of families were there, and there was a little girl sitting next to me, and she was mesmerized by just, oh, you know, this really fun story, and yeah. they're running around, and this kinetic action, and bright colors, and right. she enjoyed it for that, and I'm sure that there was a kid, two, three years older, that started to understand the complexity, and like, yeah. right on through the entire, you know, spectrum of people that were there, yep. up to us, like, you know, enjoying it for the spectacle that it is, but at the same time, for the 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 undercurrent of the story of like, I, I can identify with this, even though I wasn't a girl, but I was still a yeah. confused, you know, young boy sure. at one point and trying to process all of that. We all are, man. I think that's yeah. what's so great it's about never the ending. film. Yeah. It's universal, right? And and I think it's, it was really inventive when they go into, like the idea, like the sequences they go into when they go into her back memories, right? Stuff that's being thrown into the dump Oh, cell phone numbers. I don't know. It's what we have our phone for. We yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the fucking, the commercial. Yeah, the commercial. When just... those cells are like, oh, I love fucking with them up there. Watch this. And he just pushes it forward and shoots right up. And Lewis Black is right there. What the fuck this fucking thing? And just the, uh, and then she starts yeah. singing along in the commercial. Which is perfect because that's just what happens to us sometimes. You wake up with a song in your head or you like, oh, yeah, have a out of nowhere. All of a sudden you're thinking of a song. Yeah, out of nowhere. Just like it's been for, an, and you start singing it just impulsive, instinctive. Like you don't even think about it, it comes out of your mouth. So it's it's great. And then, of course, we get to, to me, uh, uh, the most emotionally jarring uh, situation, which is the imaginary friend. And oh, Bing Bong? Bing Bong, which I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to lie to you. When that thing happened, I saw it coming before it came, and I started to pre-cry before I ended up crying. See, I thought she was going to ditch the core memories. Oh, oh, really? For for joy to finally understand wow. she, because she understands, like, I need to get sadness. We need to get back. Like, right. It's going to take both of us, and I've already lost all this. I have to make a sacrifice and ditch mm-hmm. these, and then they would make it back up and over. So what we're talking about is when they, when the wagon, when yeah, we've already said to get spoilers. Out of the dump. Right, right. I like how that you tried to cover it after we've already been talking about it. When the thing with Bing Bong, you know what I mean? Wink, wink. I'm just saying, uh, they, you know, <laughs> well, Bing I mean, Bong, Bing Bongs. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> I saw it coming because as soon as he said, "I got a good feeling about this one," and yeah. his arm was disappearing, I was like, "Oh, well, his arm fuck. already disappeared well before that." Well, his his arm had started disappearing, but it was almost all gone when he when he oh, did okay. the reach. So that was him slowly disappearing, and I was like, "Oh fuck, he's going to sacrifice himself." It was, and I immediately thought Wreck It Ralph. It's another Wreck It Ralph moment where Wreck It Ralph at the end of the movie is sacrificing himself, even though he does live. In that moment, you don't know what's going to happen because he's sacrificing himself to go into the mountain, maybe blow up and not not live. Yeah, and so. Uh, it's such a great moment when that happens because he basically is killing himself to sur- to help Joy survive, to get over, to get to um, Riley and save Riley. 
But it's so funny because that's what happens. You have to forget your imaginary friend. You have to put it away because you grow up. And it was such a such an inventive way to do that as a sacrifice as opposed to like, oh, just I'm just going to be forgotten. No, it's yeah. integral for me to help her one last time, you know. And I love the fact that they, they you know, subtly set up the fact that that thing flies. Yeah. Because it was a flashback of just Riley and Bing Bong sitting in it with the rainbows coming out. Right. And then when they were looking for it, like they could sing. So, oh, I, I can hear it over there. But, they, right. you know, they didn't beat it into your head. Nope. Oh, this is going to be a plot device later on. We're going to yeah. need this. And then once it went over the edge, uh, I didn't actually put it together at that point. I wish I could look back and go, oh, yeah, I knew that was going to happen mm. when the dump truck pushed it over. Oh, yeah. Or the bulldozer, rather. Right. Um, I was just like, yeah, that's part of... You know, maybe Bing Bong does come back, but part of like she doesn't remember everything about him this yeah. time. She just remember like, oh yeah, I had an imaginary friend, and right. you know, some aspects of him now have been lost to the sands of time. Right. And once they brought that back, I was like, oh, that is really good storytelling. Well, and it was brilliant because his character serves a purpose, uh, not just for helping her, but also to like guide them on that journey through her mind. Yeah. Because he'd been there. Like when they get stuck, like sadness is like, I don't think we should go in there. Danger, keep out. And he's like, see, shortcut, D-A-N-G-E-R, yeah. shortcut. But that's how an imaginary friend would be because you have an imaginary friend when, you, when you're when you a child. And in, it, 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 your imaginary friend can jump into different environments and different worlds and whatever and can't reading, you know, doesn't understand process, these kinds of things. And, and I mean, the fact that he was what, part cat, part elephant, part, part dolphin, porpoise or whatever it was. Part cotton yeah. candy. Yeah, part cotton candy. All that, and with a top hat and a, and a uh-huh. weird vest. Looked like, like a hobo-ish, but not really hobo, like a clown hobo. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, clown hobo. And even that sequence where they go into the two-dimensional and they start to disappear. Yeah, the like, abstract. Ah. Yeah, the abstract. That's a brilliant, brilliant thing. Unnes- probably could be unnecessary. You don't need it for the film. Yeah, you cut it out. But it's great... Uh, uh, back a fleshing out of the characters like it's great that pushes their relationship even more and adds to the humor of the film in that that's how memories disappear they become smaller they become weirder they become difficult to access then they flatline and they're gone yeah they just slowly fade yep and they're just gone because they be they, you start to remember them in pieces. You can't put it all together, and then poof, it's, it's, it yeah. starts to flatline and gone. Yeah. yeah, eventually, like my my very long term memories are just kind of still images. Yeah. Yeah, just like yeah, you know. Occasionally, there's video, but right. more often, it's just like I can place it. Yeah, just like boom. Yeah, I remember that. I remember this specific like aspect of it. Right. Although you know, some of that's drinking. Most of my twenties are literally just stills because people tell me stories and be like, "We did that." Don't have any recollection of that whatsoever. But that's fantastic. And I, I like the simplicity of a control room, like a control yeah. board, you know, and um, and even the ending where they come in because now she can access all her emotions. She understands her emotions to a degree. So it's a whole nother uh, control board with way more buttons, way more intricate, way more complex because that's how emotions are. Once you start to get older, as soon as you can conceive of them and under- start to understand them, then they, they take on a whole nother level of complexity. Oh, yeah. Well, they'll be married together. Sometimes yeah. it's this and this. And yeah. Sometimes it's just that's the complexity of you know, growing up and processing mm-hmm. the world around you. You yeah. just react to things and just, you internalize it via, you know, however your brain, brain rather can, can understand it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, more often than not, it takes numerous emotions to understand situations. Right. Just like, okay, well, that pisses me off, but at the same time excites me. Yeah. And this, and it's just like, uh, yeah, it's numerous things. Once yeah. you get through a progression of thought, like, oh, it started me here. And then once we got to this point and this point and this point, I ended up, you know, somewhere completely different. Yeah. So now I think of it in that context. 
Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, they. I mean, they just did a really great job of it. And Even the stuff with the parents, like, you know, her snapping. A, I, I have a sister. I remember those years when my sister would snap at my parents just randomly out of the blue from frustration or anger or fear of whatever was happening in her life at the time or whatever she was going through at the time and storming off into her room. That happens. Like, I thought that's great to have the parents go through that sequence. I thought it was really ballsy to have them steal her mom's card and, like, buy a ticket online and try to run away. Kids run away, though, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it was a pretty extreme running away, but it was there. I mean, it was a dangerous sequence for them to put in the film, to put her in that much danger into a bus depot and late at night, you know? It was when they, they started on the journey, they were... Getting ready to hit the on ramp yeah. to the interstate. And yeah. once you do that, it's point of no return. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, inside her mind, things were starting to change. They didn't have access to the emotion board. She was completely checked out. Yeah. And starting to die inside. Yeah. Where just yeah, yeah. all her islands you say were yeah were gone. Yeah. And then now, like the emotions can't even access her anymore. Yeah. She's just so far removed and just in a distant little place. Yeah. And she's lost, you know, joy and sadness are gone, but now envy and anger and fear can't take over for her. Right, right. Yeah, fear got him into this. So it, it, yeah, I mean... Well, it was anger that did. Anger is the one that... They, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, anger. That's right. Fear I, I thought, suggested yeah. it, but then anger... I thought Lewis Black in my head and said yeah. fear. Uh, yeah, he puts the little, whatever it is, the light bulb, which I guess symbolizes an idea yeah. in her head. 100%. To, yeah, to, they got a, yeah, I got an idea, but they never said it. <laughs> right. They just always grabbed me and said, I got, I got it. Look at this. This is genius. Yeah, yeah. But they and, and they do a great job. I thought all the voice actors did a great job uh, bringing those characters to life uh, in the way in their performances as well. You know, I mean, Mindy didn't have a lot to do with disgust. Like there was she a was lot great of sequences, but she was great in the stuff that she had. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, because every everyone else seems to have kind of a standout situation, and Mindy's quite doesn't have it. But there are moments where she's really funny, and then she plays. Kind of the hero in that moment with getting uh, using the anger's head or flame from oh, his yeah, head to, to open, open up the window, the window, yeah, to get them in. You know, and you know, it's funny. The only voice acting that I didn't think worked, I realize is unfair to say, is uh, Ratzenberger as the cloud. Oh, yeah. it felt just like ah, oh, really? It felt like a wasted cameo. I was waiting for it, and they did it there, and it's just like ah. You mean the snow monster? No, he was he was a cloud. What cloud? When they went into the Cloud City and imag- Imagination Land or whatever, uh-huh. and uh, he comes out and they what run through him and it turns him from a cloud into a, now he's nothing. And then later on, oh. his wife is filling out the police report and the police are there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, oh, and then it happens to her. And then the two cops are just basically like, oh, yeah, it's Clown Town. What are you going to do? I mean, Cloud Town. Because oh. he also had a voice where he voiced the snow monster from the... Toy Story... No, from... No, in, uh, from... Um, I Rudolph, mean, Monsters. From Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Isn't that him? Oh no, I'm thinking something else. No, you're thinking of you're thinking, thinking of like the old animation. Yeah, I'm thinking you? Monster University. And yeah. Yep. Sorry about no, that. No, it's Monsters Inc. Okay. He's the abominable snowman yes. in that. Hey, I apologize. I saw Monsters University before I went to see Inside Out because I hadn't seen it oh, before. It's good. So I got it mixed in. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he was the cloud. You're right. He was the cloud. And, then, and the wife being there was hilarious. But I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just felt me. I was like, ah, damn it. I was hoping for, I don't know what. Yeah. But that just seems so, it's like when you see Stan Lee. Sometimes oh, yeah, they do yeah. a great cameo. Sometimes yeah. they do just kind of like a meh. Yeah. And this one to me was just like a meh. You know, that yeah. sucks. I loved I loved the uh, stupid little sequence between the cops about their hat 
Did you write oh, yeah. that inside the... That's yeah, I, I wrote my hat with that fucking clown, and then it just breaks in. Oh. Well, I love the the dream sequence with some of them haters watching, be like, God, she's a terrible actress. Yeah, right. clearly reading the lines. The unicorn. Yes. But they have that reality filter they put over them, so they all look like. So then when <laughs> Joy and Sadness run on there, the dog, they get split yeah. in two. You're yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> what dream is this? And then the clown comes in like, uh, it's a great build. Yeah. All of it. And her, yeah, and Joy's reaction to seeing the unicorn is like, yeah, you're my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Love your work. Don't mind this Rube. She doesn't know how to be around celebrity. <laughs> then she just comes back. Oh, yeah. It's great because the, the, that person, yeah. that's got to happen to Amy Poehler and... Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I don't mind her. Huge fan though. I love you. I love everything about you. I'm cool though. They're not. It's a, all those sequences are, or all those moments are really uh, what make movies. And I think in this, and for this one especially, you know, because it's a simple journey. He's trying to put things back in order, but all the stuff they have to go through, all the obstacles they have to go through. Hey, good storytellers find a way to make them funny and interesting and moving or whatever, and. I think that's what they did consistently throughout the whole movie. You know, they have these little sequences. Like the fact that um, Bing Bong, when he gets uh, put down into the jail, is is in a uh, a jail of uh, oh, balloons. balloons. A jail of blown balloons. Yeah, like animal By balloons. By the clown? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because he was wow. crying candy. And that's what got that's him caught. Right. <laughs> you just follow the trail of candy now. But that was great, too. Just like, oh, yeah, that is a little character hook that he's got, so it's an easy way to find him. A child would see that. A child would say he cries candy. Cries yeah. candy, yeah, yeah. Why not? And then the clown, it's brilliant to have a clown be the thing that wakes up because kids fear clowns. Kids have an unnatural, a lot of kids have an unnatural fear of clowns. Yeah, I, I didn't know any kids that didn't like clowns until I got older. And now yeah. it seems like the majority of yeah. my friends did not like clowns. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I never went to a birthday party that had a clown. I went to, the, oh. I went to the circus like maybe twice as a kid. Oh, okay. So it was just kind of like, it's a fucking clown. Yeah. Like, why are you afraid of? <laughs> and then now you see like all these, you know, f- filmmakers over the years have used clowns in this and yeah. you're like, yeah, actually, clown can be really creepy. I never really, all the people that feared it, I, I get it now. I'm glad I didn't have that as a kid. Right. Because that is a creepy little specter to haunt you. Well, I found out that I had an issue with clowns when I was younger. I didn't remember having an issue with clowns when I was younger. But like, I was going through an old uh, uh, photo album that my mom had brought when she came to visit a couple of years ago. And there's a picture of me uh, being held by a clown at SeaWorld in Orlando with the water in the background. And I am... Because clowns are synonymous with SeaWorld. I know, it was so weird. Yeah. I, I might have been on water skis. The clown had come up to say hi. Whatever. <laughs> and it was strange. But you can see me. He's holding me by my waist, and I'm screaming bloody murder trying to climb over a railing. And it's so fuck, uh, freaking insane to see that. Uh, to say, I was, I was, And I don't have any memory of it. I don't have any memory of it, but obviously I had an issue. So, yeah, you're right. You get older, and you people come back, and they say, oh, yeah, I hate Climb up. I have a friend who's deathly afraid of clowns, like deathly, as an adult. He is an intelligent adult. You can't put any clown thing on his wall. You can't put any, you can't send him any pictures of clowns. He will yeah. not look at it. Didn't meet those people until I got older, and yeah. he's just like, okay. Yeah. But it was a perfect choice. It worked to get oh, him yeah. to wake up, right? Yeah. And the, it didn't really have any malice, but because no. it was so big and lumbering and stupid, it was scary. Right. Like, this thing doesn't understand its own power. Right. And it's just, you know, traipsing through and destroying everything that it can. Well, and I think that's that's another example of, of when you get to the um, lesson that's to be learned in the movie at the end, which is like, you know, uh, having a little jo- sadness with your joy is never a bad thing, you know, because that makes the joy stand out all the more. Um Every time sadness is helping joy, like 
you, we have to work together. We have to work together. We have to do this together. Yeah. And all those little moments, even when sadness is not even like wanting to help, right? Joy is like dragging in a sequence where he dra- she drags her to the places because Joy is like depressed or sad or whatever. It's they have to work in conjunction. They have to work together in order to achieve anything. And I think that's a good um, way to look at the emotions. The joy, the sadness must is always lurking around joy, and joy is always lurking around sadness. You know, and so it. I thought that was they made a good point of showing you that without hitting you over the head with it yeah. until the end. You know. Well, I mean, especially when they flashed the mom earlier and sadness yeah. was leading her control panel. Oh, dude, those sequences were brilliant. Yeah, and that, that's, that's, oh, see, now that's the difference we were talking about in the last podcast yeah. where they showed that in the trailer and once they got to it, in the, they held back. They didn't yes. show the best. Yeah. So they just showed you pieces to get you intrigued. That's yeah. how you do it. Yeah. So just like, oh yeah, give me a little morsel and they get there and flesh it out. Like, yeah. don't give me the payoff, just give me the setup. That sequence to the dinner table... Where he's, she's look, oh, he's looking at us. She's looking at us. She's yeah. looking at us. He, and he's dreaming of like hockey highlights or whatever in his head. <laughs> he's like, what are we supposed to say? And I love that those, his emotions had mustaches and her emotions had these like proper dresses with glasses on. Well, yeah, they, they mimicked each other yeah. on some level. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, the, the closing credit sequence where they start flashing into a bunch of different people. Oh, yeah. The dog. And yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. And the teacher yeah. and the. Just one after another after another, and be yeah. like, "That's fun. It's a great way to close out the movie." Yeah, still keeps the air, and and and. But we relive the magic of yes, every person has yeah these emotions ruling them. Right, right. Great so, film. Yeah. yeah, it would definitely make my top ten. I'm not entirely sure where. Yeah, um, I would definitely put it in my top ten as well. Yeah. Uh yeah. So maybe even top. So okay. So that's our breakdown of Inside Out. And uh, if you haven't seen it, and you're listening <laughs> to this podcast, I respect your your guts. Uh, but go yeah, see. Yeah, we it. just ruined it for you. So. Yeah, we t- <laughs> sucks to be you. I don't know why you downloaded this. We told you at the told you know start. Spoiler. This is what's coming, friend. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate you guys downloading these addendums and, and listening to them. And you know, yeah, they've they've done insanely well. Yeah, they're as popular uh, as any of the regular podcasts that we put out. Awesome. And they can leave, can they leave comments on these as well on these addendums? Uh, they can on iTunes. Okay, on iTunes. And so, yeah. um, you know, if we got. Like two percent of all the people that are downloading, yeah, we'd have as many comments as everybody else from Schmoes knows. So come on, guys, yeah. come we on, know guys. you're out there. I look at the numbers. I see the numbers all the time, and I see every country you're coming in from, and when you're doing it, or if you're doing a mobile play only, which I'm not even counting as part of the downloads. <laughs> if you're doing shit like that, like there's there's so many out there, and we only we have twenty re- reviews, I think, as of right now. Yeah. And every other Schmoes No podcast has a hundred. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get there. They've been we will. Up, they've been up longer. They have. Yeah, but not by much. Couple right. months here and there. This is Matt Nost's crusade, my friends. I I just want to bump those. Let's get those numbers up, guys. <laughs> what are we doing here, huh? We planted the sandbox. We planted the beach. We planted the beach, <laughs> oh, guys. He's, he's bringing it. He's been throwing a gauntlet down. Um, but thanks again, guys, for listening to this one and for downloading it. And um, I think the next one will be for Terminator, don't you think? For Genesis? Yeah, uh, yeah I'll end up seeing that. We're going to see it. God help us. I already... Man, that trailer looks flat. I know. I know. I hope I'm not killing it for myself. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, I didn't make the movie, so it's really <laughs> the onus is on them to do well. That's right. All right, well, thanks again, guys, and uh, we'll see you next time.